Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Today on the show, we have Angelica from Austin, Texas. She has a design build company, correct? That's right. So I just met her on the uh, panel and uh, in real time, maybe not when you guys are listening to this, you recently had a crazy ice storm in uh, Austin because my brother lives there, my uncle lives there, and he, uh, my uncle sent me pictures of the trees snapping and just falling into his front yard. Yeah. Austin, Texas. Tell us about it. In Austin. Well, I would say for the past three years, we've had these terrible once-in-a-lifetime storms. And yeah, it was like a four-day power shortage, outage. Um, my parents live out in the hill country, and... They lost power after we did, and I think they got it back yesterday. So, yeah, it's not fun. Kids are home from school. They're going nuts. We have no heat in the house. Um, the last time this happened, we called it Snowvid, and we got, you know, like a foot of snow. And, yeah, everything shuts down because Austin is not used to cold. And you went to the University of Texas? Mm-hmm, that's right. The Landscape Architecture uh, graduate program. I was in the second graduating class. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then where did you go from there? Um, my husband and I started Open Envelope Studio a couple years after that. And um, yeah, it's just kind of like a blend of the architecture and landscape architecture of our backgrounds. And so we have this multidisciplinary firm that is design and build. So we do a lot of iterative designs, knowing what works and what doesn't work and thinking about the like really formal nature of built objects like decks and pergolas and casitas and then softening them by the organic nature of plants that like grow and change. And um, to us, it's a really nice balance. Mm-hmm. So how many uh, jobs do you do a year? Because it sounds like those are pretty large jobs. They are. They take between maybe at the very smallest scale, maybe two months, but like most of them are four to six months. And I think I tabulated that we just started our 150th built project. So we'll do a lot of designs, um, but in the 11 years we've been in business, 150 built. Wow, that's great. What's been your favorite job? Oh, Lord. It's mostly about the client, if I'm thinking about what my favorite is, because it's a relationship. It's knowing that we are enriching their lives and, you know, that they are being generous with their um, positivity and saying how much they appreciate it or, you know, like what it's done for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably, um, well, I have two that really stand out because we did them recently, but Casper Powell residents, we ended up becoming friends with the clients and we go out to dinner with them and they let us come swim in their pool and so it's kind of, it's fun to be able to see projects afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to say like, and we're done. And here are the photos I have of them. And it's another to like keep coming back and seeing how it grows and evolves and just kind of hearing how much someone's life has changed just by having these spaces. 
That's fantastic. Uh, you said there's two. What was the other one? Um, Faulkner Residence. So we actually are trying to get two tours set up for both of these projects. Um, we're doing the Garden Conservancy tour later on in November, um, and that's Faulkner Residence. But they are also just the sweetest. Every email I got from them had so many embedded compliments and <laughs> positivity. And so just kind of vetting out clients to see who appreciates other human beings and respects them and you know it's not just like a service mm -hmm. that we're coming in to like provide to them it's like we're, we're a part of their life for a while because it's such a long project um, from start to finish from like a consultation to actually being on the ground it can be 12 months mm -hmm. and then you know plus the length of time of the the project so we just want to make sure we all like each other yeah how do you um sustain your marriage working uh, you work with your husband still mm -hmm. so how do you guys navigate that working relationship as well as cultivating your relationship so you don't fight <laughs> yeah i get that question a lot because some of the clients that we meet with they're like so you are married how do you work together we like each other you know <laughs> we like spending time together um, we were in school together and so we kind of established that working creative relationship early on and then we worked out of our home for a long time. So we had a, a detached office in our backyard that our employees would come to. And so it is really intertwined, but I have boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I say like, after we get home from work, I don't want to talk about work. I can't do it. It, you know, stresses me out. Some problem that like, I really don't want to think about till the next day when my head is clear and I can focus on it, then I can do any problem solving. Um, but, I would say our family life is really intertwined with our work life because I leave at three to go pick up a kid and bring them back to the office. And then I leave at 4.30 to go pick up another kid and maybe bring How many them back. kids do y'all have? We have two. Okay. They're 10 and 12. Um, but I want to have this like family environment where I'm comfortable bringing my kids and I don't have to feel apologetic for being both a mother mm -hmm. and a business owner and a wife. I just want it to be a comfortable space for me, but also for my employees, for them to feel like they can say, hey, my kid is homesick today. I'm like, well, go work from home. That's what you have to do. We're humans. And it's not just about, you know, being this robot of a human and producing work every day. And I think probably the pandemic helped clients understand that where all of a sudden everybody's kids are home. And so when we're going over for a consultation or maybe they bring their kids to the presentation, you know, there's less that we feel apologetic for. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, of course, bring your kids. They might be interested in what we're showing them because this is their yard. Um, so I feel like it's different than other places I've worked where you kind of have to like feel like you have to be perfect or, you know, everything has to go 100%. And I feel like if you can be authentic and say your needs, you feel happier at work. What's been the biggest lesson you've learned in your business? Biggest lesson, saying no, you know, like saying that maybe this is not the best project for us because it's not a good fit with a client or their budget. You know, I don't want to make false promises so that they hire us and then the design is not something they can afford to build. Um, so just being like honest about whatever a budget might be and whether or not it's appropriate and also like pushing back on clients when they start to change things kind of after the moment it should be changed 
because then it can kind of turn into a hodgepodge. And if we're saying like, hey, we went through the design process where we got a chance to really think about things. Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Have you heard about the new course Paul created? Hey, this is Cody with Lightspeed Social Agency. Paul and I collaborated to bring you the ultimate lawn care marketing course. It's finally available after months of work. We both put in all of our expertise when it comes to growing your lawn care business. We'll tell you how to spend your marketing dollars wisely, build powerhouse Facebook and Instagram campaigns, sell while you sleep with automation, and so much more. The ultimate lawn care marketing course is available now on greenindustrypodcast.com. Ready to take control of your finances and grow your business? Look no further than the Know Your Numbers e-training program. From streamlining your billing process to understanding your operational cost, this course will provide you with the foundation to succeed. Many green industry podcast listeners have already benefited from this program. It's time for you to join them. Get started now at greenindustrypodcast.com and finally make the money that you deserve. But if we start changing this and this and this, it snowballs and you're not going to like where the design ends up. What's been, uh, you've talked about you've had 150 customers and most of them are good. I'm sure there's a couple bad apples in there. You don't have to name names and addresses, but what, what were your takeaways from the jobs that were frustrating? I think it had to do with how they felt about us and, and being in the service industry, that they just kind of, that we were the help. Mm-hmm. And I don't think of myself that way. As soon as I go in someone's house, I make myself at home. And, you know, it might mean like, hey, let me take off my shoes because I can tell you take off your shoes. And um, but it, if it made me feel like maybe we were not as welcome, like they were elite and you were a peasant. Yeah. And I think that might be a budget thing. Like once you kind of hit a certain budget, people kind of like expect to treat people that way because there's just tons of people coming in and out. Um, but I think I try and like insert myself and, and establish a relationship of like, this is the respect we expect from you and also for my employees. You know, I want them to be treated with respect as well. Um, but I think that if we did have problems, it might have been because like there was a design challenge that we thought we solved and we just couldn't solve it. And we just had to be honest and say like, you know, it didn't happen very often, but there's one or two that we're like, this didn't turn out like we thought it would be. And so where do we go from here? That's great. Was well, there anything else, Angelica, that you'd like to share with our listeners about what you've learned as a, a woman in the landscaping business and, and growing your business? I would say that it was initially overwhelming to feel like I was a woman in a um, male, you know, dominated industry. Um, But I also kind of felt like I had my husband to support me. So if someone did, you know, treat me a certain way, he wouldn't tolerate that. And so once I kind of got more confident and a little bit stronger about it all, like I feel fine going to construction sites Mm -hmm. and like telling people like, hey, no, that's not right. This is really how you do it. And so just kind of expecting respect that's kind of what established where I am. Totally. How can people connect with you and your company? 
Um, we have um, some social media. So like Instagram and Facebook is at Open Envelope Studio. And our website is... Hold on, let me see if I'm following it. I don't... I, you better I, I, be. Well, the problem is <laughs> I don't... Um, con try not to consume. I just create. Sure. So... It's easy to get sucked in. I, uh, let's see here. Okay, type it in. We'll okay. see. Okay, so at Open Envelope. And for all of our listeners, go follow this right now. So I'm already following you or you hit the follow button? I just made you follow okay. me. Okay. <laughs> so it's Angelica and Matt Norton, mm -hmm. Austin, Texas, Open Envelope Studio. So go follow um, that uh, channel right now. Yeah. And our website is www.oes.design. It's not a .com. It's a .design. And you'll be able to see all of our projects finished versions of them. And she was also on Jeremiah Jennings podcast, the Growing Green podcast. So I'm not sure if that one came out first or this one came out first, but he talked to her much longer than I did. So I didn't, I wanted to honor your time and uh, I could do a Joe Rogan three hour interview. No problem. He moved to Austin. Huh? Everyone's moving to Austin. Oh, I don't like that guy. So he can live wherever. <laughs> but there's a lot of people moving to Texas. They love to move to Austin. It is just, it's ridiculous. The real estate, the cost of real estate in Austin is bananas. Really? And they're maxing out the properties with the size of the house. So there's no impervious coverage left. And so when people call us, they're like, what do we do with this weird leftover space? And so it's kind of a fun challenge for us to make it beautiful and usable. Great. Well, thank you for your time. And it was nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You need to increase your prices to earn more but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the Price Increase Letter Template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the Price Increase Letter Template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.